And peace be with you. Now, I've been doing this long enough with y'all to notice that you, some of you are mixing around where you're sitting. I see that, huh? And then this side's heavy, so be careful. Like Guam, we don't want it to flip over, right? You know? But um, welcome, and peace be with you. Today, you're going to hear the phrase, Behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. And I may have you participate a little bit with me uh, during this sermon because it's a really long one and I need you to make to stay awake. So I, if you see me do this, I'm going to have you say, Behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Can we practice it? Amen. Okay. Without further ado, Ed, you're doing announcements, right? Okay, thank you. And again, peace be with you. Uh, we uh, had a very good council meeting yesterday, and um, we were preparing... Uh, the budget that we would like for you to take a look at, we have it in the back. You can take it with you because we're going to be voting uh, on that next, this coming Saturday on the 21st where we'll break bread together at noon and we'll have our meeting, uh, congressional meeting for the year. So we do, Susan's done a lot of work in putting together some papers in the back, so grab one. All those that haven't grabbed their envelopes for the, uh, for the offerings, there's a couple of them that are back there that could be picked up. Um, my announcement, in addition to having our congregational meeting at 21st and hoping to see you all there, in addition to that, we have another thing I noticed in our bulletin at the bottom. It's called praise. As you know, uh, we have the blue cards for prayer. But there's a lot of people that want to give praise to what's happening in their lives. Maybe they had a grandchild they want to announce that they had. Or maybe they had a great-grandchild, and some of us could go great-great, and they want people to know uh, about it. So that your chance is to go ahead and, and put that down, and that will be put in the bulletin if you'd like us to, and published. So that's one of the things also that's new that I've noticed. Again, this month is for Lutheran Social Services for missions. And they are very busy in serving 200 families in the Orange County area. So they could use lots of the things. And the best thing for us is to provide them with some money if we can. And I, I know some of us are, have been doing that already. Um, so I call it the PNP, prayers and praise. So there's two different things you can fill out. If you need prayers to be uh, given to the prayer warriors in the church and people know about it, that's a good thing. And praise is also a good thing. So praise the Lord.
precious Lamb of God, Messiah, Holy One. Jesus, my Redeemer, name above all names, precious Lamb of God, Messiah, Please stand if you're able. We come together this morning in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open and all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. 
We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you. And for his sake, he forgives you all of your sins. And as your called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you always. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord for this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Amen. This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. Worthy is Christ, the Lamb who was slain whose blood set us free to be people of God. Power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and blessing and glory are his. This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. Sing with all the people of God and join in the hymn of all creation. Blessing and honor and glory and might be to God and the Lamb forever. Amen. This is the feast of victory for our God, for the Lamb who was slain has begun his reign. Alleluia, alleluia. 
The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, who governs all things in heaven and on earth, mercifully hear the prayers of your people and grant us your peace through all our days. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning. The first reading is taken from the book of Isaiah, chapter 49, verses 1 through 7. This can be found on page 1138 in the Pew Bible. Isaiah 49, 1 through 7. Listen to me, you islands. Hear this, you distant nations. Before I was born, the Lord called me. From my mother's womb, he has spoken my name. He made my mouth like a sharpened sword. In the shadow of his hand, he hid me. He made me into a polished arrow and concealed me in his quiver. He said to me, You are my servant, Israel, in whom I will display my splendor. But I said, I have labored in vain. I have spent my strength for nothing at all. Yet what is due me is in the Lord's hand, and my reward is with my God. And now the Lord says, He who formed me in the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob back to him and gather Israel to himself. For I am honored in the eyes of the Lord, and my God has been my strength, he says. It is too small a thing for you to be my servant, to restore the tribes of Jacob and bring back those of Israel. I have kept. I will also make you a light for the Gentiles, that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. This is what the Lord says, the Redeemer and Holy One of Israel, to him who was despised and abhorred by the nations, to the servant of rulers, kings will see you and stand up, princes will see and bow down, because of the Lord who is faithful, the Holy One of Israel, who has chosen you. Next, we will read Psalm 40, verses 1 through 11. It's found on page 6 in the bulletin. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, who does not look to the proud, to those who turn aside to false gods. Many, Lord my God, are the wonders you have done, the things you planned for us. None can compare with you. 
Were I to speak and tell of your deeds, they would be too many to declare. Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but my ears you have opened. Burnt offerings and sin offerings you did not require. Then I said, Here I am, I have come, it is written about me in the scroll. I desire to do your will, my God. Your law is within my heart. I proclaim your saving acts in the great assembly. I do not seal my lips, Lord, as you know. I do not hide your righteousness in my heart. I speak of your faithfulness and your saving help. I do not conceal your love and your faithfulness from the great assembly. Do not withhold your mercy from me, Lord. May your love and faithfulness always protect me. Our next reading is taken from the first book of Corinthians, chapter 1, verses 1 through 9, and this can be found on page 1771 in the Pew Bible. 1 Corinthians 1, 1 through 9. Paul called to be an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God and our brother Sosthenes to the church of God in Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus and called to be his holy people, together with all those everywhere who call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, their Lord and ours. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I always thank my God for you because of his grace given you in Christ Jesus. For in him you have been enriched in every way, with all kinds of speech and with all knowledge. God thus confirming our testimony about Christ among you. Therefore, you do not lack any spiritual gift as you eagerly wait for our Lord Jesus Christ to be revealed. He will also keep you firm to the end so that you will be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful, who has called you into fellowship with his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. shall we go you have the words of eternal life hallelujah the holy gospel according to saint john from the first chapter glory to you o lord our gospel this morning comes from saint john chapter 1 verses 29 through 42 and can be found on your pew Bible on page 1647. John records, The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is the one I meant when I said, A man who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but the reason I came baptizing with water was that he might be revealed to Israel. And then John gave his testimony. I saw the Spirit 
come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him. And I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, the man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I have seen and I testify that this is God's chosen one. The next day, John was there again with two of his disciples. And when he saw Jesus passing by, he said, Look, the Lamb of God. And when the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. And turning around, Jesus saw them following, and he asked them, What do you want? And they said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. So they went, and they saw where he was staying, and they spent that day with him. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, We have found the Messiah, that is the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. And Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, which when translated is Peter. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Some of the greatest works of art were created as visual sermons for all who entered the religious places in Europe. And one of these works of art is called uh, the Insenheim, Insenheim Altarpiece that uh, Matthias Grunwald uh, painted for the monastery of St. Anthony in Colmar, France. And I have a, a picture here. I'm sure you all can see it from here, but I'll bring it out to the, to the back. But it's rather unique, and I'll describe it for you. An altarpiece... Um, uh, is uh, quite something. And, and I have another picture here. Of, uh, it's actual, shows the size of it, and it, it's massive. It's, there's uh, people standing here so that you can see uh, the, the difference, disparity in the size of the, the painting. But like most altarpieces, the central focus of the piece is the crucifixion of Jesus. And one of the unusual things about this particular work, and it's striking, is that it shows John the Baptist at the crucifixion. And the Bible tells us that John the Baptist was long, long gone, long dead, and buried by the time Jesus had died on the cross. So what is the message that Grunwald uh, was trying to convey in this work? Well, as you study the figure of John the Baptist, the one thing that stands out the most is that his index finger 
on his right hand is pointing at the crucified Jesus. And this is John pointing at Jesus and saying, Behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. And this is the message of John that speaks to all people down through the centuries. Now, if you could understand, if I could understand everything that there is to know about this one sentence, which is, Well, if we could understand every part of that sentence, we would all be worthy of the title Doctor of Theology. The sentence from John the Baptizer is one of the most powerful expressions of the gospel in the Bible. And within the full meaning of these words are all the sentences of all the creeds in all of the church. When we hear, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, the word behold is an epiphany word. It means, hey, look here. I want to show you something. And John uses this word so that he can show Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, to his listeners and to us. He has already received an epiphany from God. Last week, we learned that after John baptized Jesus, the heavens, the heavens opened. The Spirit descended like a dove, and a voice declared that this Jesus, this Jesus was God's beloved Son. And now John is proclaiming this epiphany to his listeners. He is doing the work of a prophet and pointing to Jesus Christ, the Son of God and the Savior of the world. Now, although some sacrifices required bulls, goats, or birds, the lamb, more than any other animal, was the animal required by most of the sacrificial regulations of the ceremonial law. The word lamb is used in the sentence, and it brings to mind the continuous flow of blood from the altar in Jerusalem. Now consider, consider this. It's, it's gruesome, but consider the multitude of regular sacrifices. There was the morning and evening sacrifices. There were purifications, the sin and guilt offerings, and so forth. And then there are the many festival sacrifices. We have the Feast of Booths. We have the Pentecost, the First Fruits, and of course, let's not forget the Passover. And when John says the word lamb, the image of all of these sacrifices comes to mind. Now, all devout Jews... They knew that they were the ones who should be sacrificed. They knew that they had earned God's eternal wrath with their sins. Just as they knew that the sheep are amazingly helpless regarding the things of this world, so they also knew that they themselves were 
equally helpless regarding the things of God. And this image was so strong that God often referred to his people as his sheep and as himself as their shepherd. And they understood that the sacrificial lamb was taking their place. Now, John was saying that this man, who was the shepherd, who had become the lamb in order to save and become a sacrifice for them, for the people. And the word lamb reminds us of the sacrifice that was made in our place. Amen. This lamb is God's lamb. The sacrificial lamb of the Old Testament ceremony must not have any blemishes or spots. you remember that part? Without blemish. And it was to be as close to perfect as possible on this sin-filled earth. It close apparently counts in the eyes of men. Its sacrifice has to remind people that one day God would send his perfect lamb to make the sacrifice pointed to by all the sacrifices described in the scriptures. And John is saying that this man is God's lamb. And he's not just close to perfect. He is perfect. He is the culmination of all the sacrifices of all time. He is the sacrifice that fulfills the first sacrifice that God made when he killed some animals to provide the skins to clothe Adam and Eve after they sinned. He fulfills the sacrifice that Abel offered. And he fulfills the sacrifices that Noah offered after he landed safely in the ark. And he fulfills the sacrifices of Abraham, including the sacrifice that he made after he nearly sacrificed his own son, Isaac. And he is the one for all sacrifice that makes all the sacrifices meaningful. The words, the sin, they gather the stench of sin into one disgusting, steaming pile of evil. It includes all the wars and murders and rapes and thefts. It includes all the sinful thoughts words and deeds that anyone at any time has ever had. It includes the sinful nature that we were born with. It includes all of our gossip, all of our complaints, all of our grumbling, and all of our worry. It includes every lie that we have ever told to our parents, to our teachers, to our spouses, to our children, 
or to our pastors. It includes the lies that we've told ourselves. And it does include the lies that we have told to God. It includes the thoughts that we had as our eyes lingered a little too long on that member of the opposite sex. It includes everything putrid and vile, everything that you and I or anyone else ever thought or done or said that flew in the face of God's holy law and earns us eternal damnation. I'll do it for you this time. Behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. The words of the world mean that the work of God's Lamb, Jesus Christ, is good for the whole world, not just those who believe. The word for the world is the sentence, in this sentence is the root for the word cosmos. And this word means that everything that God has created, everything that God has brought into being by the command of his word. God's gifts are not just for the German or the Roman or the Greek or the Jew. They transcend all nations and all people groups. They are not restricted to the rich or the poor or the young or the old. They are for people in all times and in all places. And there is no sin anywhere that anyone that this Lamb of God does not take away. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. These words, takes away, are just one word in the original Greek. And that word means to lift up, to carry away to another place. And this means that the Lamb, the Lamb takes the load, the curse, the damnation of the total massive amount of sin onto himself. He lifts the awful burden from us and he carries it to the cross. There on that cross, our sin is crucified with the lamb. And there our sin is put to death. And this one act of lifting and carrying away our sin is good for all time. The path that Jesus took when he carried the sin of the world began when he was conceived in the womb of the Virgin Mary. It is there he put on humanity and humbled that humanity under the authority of the law. And John's words tell us that it is Jesus' vocation, it's his job, to carry away the sin of the world. And John's words tell us that Jesus was already carrying the sins of the world when he made this declaration.
And when John said these words, he considered the taking away to already be a done deal. The forgiveness of sins that comes as a result of the Lamb's sacrifice was already available to all. All the saints of the Old Testament receive salvation because this Lamb's sacrifice is good for all time and for all places and people. God's promise is as if John had already heard Jesus declare his victory from across the words, from across, from the cross. His words were this, it is finished. It's like he had already heard it. He's pointing to Jesus on the cross. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. The word the, the word the before the word lamb tells us that there is only one lamb. That this lamb that John points out is the one and only Savior. There is no other. And all the other faiths of the world, they tell us that we must earn our salvation. But as soon as we are honest, it is easy to see that no one can earn his own place in heaven. No one is good enough. And people can lead lives of desperation in their sin, and they can wear their conscience down to a pulp so that they do not feel their sin, but they cannot save themselves. Only the Lamb of God can do that. We respond to John's declaration in the divine service. God's, God reveals the presence of the Lamb in, in the sacraments right there. And, and, and we sing and ask for mercy as we approach the altar where we will eat the flesh of the Lamb and we will drink His true blood. It is here we will join with the words... We will join with the archangels. We will join with the armies of heaven to glorify with the words, Holy, holy, holy Lord, Lord God of power and might, are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Amen. This sentence will stand forever. Long after this world is gone, Long after the world as we know it no longer exists, long after the creation of a new heaven and a new earth, we will gather before our Lord and say, in Revelations 5.12, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain 
to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. Revelation 5, 9, and 10. And we shall sing a new song saying, Worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed people for God from every tribe and every language and people and nation, and you have made them a kingdom of priests to our God, and they shall reign on the earth. Amen. When John the baptizer saw Jesus and he pointed at him and he said this short sentence, he said more than I can possibly explain this morning. When God inspired John the evangelist to quote John the baptizer, God gave us something to think about, something to comfort us for the rest of of our lives and unto eternity. And that gift is this. Behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. In the name of Jesus, amen. Give up.
you please stand if you're able? Let us all confess together right now our faith to the words of the Apostles' Creed found on page 3 of your bulletin. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell, and on the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us all pray for God's people in accordance to their needs. O Lord, let the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Answer us according to your promises, and for the sake of Jesus Christ, Lord, in your mercy, most merciful God, you formed your son in the womb of your servant Mary to be a light for the nations. Preserve that light among your people. Gather us around your word and sacraments. Enlighten and strengthen us by your grace and grant that we might reflect the light of Christ to those that are around us. Lord, in your mercy, God of glory, the heavens declare your handiwork, and each day and night they testify to your majesty. Bless all teachers and students that in their explorations of the arts and sciences that they may see your creativity and glorify you. Lord, in your mercy, Almighty God, you watched over the tribes of Jacob, providing them both daily bread and redemption in abundant measure. Watch over the homes of your people. Bless them with all they need for this body and life, and preserve them in the glad confidence that Christ is their strength and their salvation. Lord, in your mercy... Holy God, your Son consented to be the servant of rulers and to be abhorred by the nations so that he might redeem the world. Fortify all in authority with courage and wisdom to govern justly and cultivate penitent hearts among them so that they may gladly prostrate themselves before their Redeemer on the last day. Lord, in your mercy, and holy God, 
your son became the Lamb of God to take away all of our sins and infirmities by his death and resurrection. Remember all who are in need of your help, especially we, we lift up Paula. Deliver them according to your merciful will and preserve them in the certainty that their sins are taken away. Lord, in your mercy. Lord God, John the Baptist first revealed your incarnate Son as the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, and he foretold his victory over sin by the sacrifice of his body and blood on the cross. Prepare the hearts of all who receive that same body and blood of our resurrected Savior this day, that they would welcome him in repentance and faith. Lord, in your mercy, and grant that we who have celebrated the incarnation of our Lord Jesus Christ may die to sin and rise to new life, that we may treasure up and ponder in our hearts the Christ announced by your forerunner through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And now may the peace of the Lord be with you all. Let us share the peace. Will you please pray with me? Blessed are you, O Lord our God, maker of all things. Through your goodness you have blessed us with these gifts. With them we offer ourselves to your service and dedicate our lives to the care and redemption of all that you have made for the sake of him who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right and salutary that we should, at all times and in all places, offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, through Christ our Lord. Sharing our life, he died among us to reveal your glory and love, that our darkness should give away to his own brilliant light. And so, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, Lord God of power and might, Heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. 
In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took the bread and he gave thanks. And then he broke it, giving it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And again, after supper, Jesus took the cup and he gave thanks. And then he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and drink, all of you. This is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For we know that as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, that we proclaim Christ's death, his resurrection, and his glorious coming again. Let us now pray together the prayer that Jesus gave to us Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. Behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world for you and for me, the whole world, for all who believe. May this comfort you. May it keep you in his joy as you know you are covered in his righteousness, not by what you've done, but what he did on the cross for you and for me. If your confession is that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior, he is the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world, then come. The table is prepared. The ushers will bring you forward.
Let's try that one more time all together. Amen. That's a gift from God the Father, spoken through John the Baptizer, recorded by John the Evangelist. And those words will last into eternity. They'll last longer than my sermon did. May they comfort you. May you lean on those in all times, give you the confidence that you are a child of the living God because of what that lamb did for you and for me. Now the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and grant you his perfect peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. my time to go but before I Thank you.